Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 22nd, I think, June 22nd, yep. 2021. And today's episode is brought to you by Lockdown NHL. They are a national Lockdown NHL podcast. They're here to fill in the gap. Uh, everything that's happening in the league, they cover it. Subscribe and listen each day for a look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Subscribe to that Lockdown NHL today. Uh, wherever you get podcasts, I'm Nolan Bianchi. We got a crossover episode for you guys today with Locked On Tigers. We hear the Locked On Tigers host Scotty Bentley. Um, Scotty Bentley also hosts Locked On Red Wings, but he also just got hired uh, to do Locked On Tigers. First show today. We're going to talk a little bit about that to start, and then we're going to get into who had the more torturous rebuild, the Tigers or the Red Wings. That's coming up in segments two and three. First, Scotty, day one, episode one. You're live. Go check them out. How's it, how's it feel? feels It feels fantastic. It's funny that uh, that it, it, it's technically a crossover, but like, I, like, I, like I'm still here. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just always going to be a crossover forever, I guess, even when we don't talk about the Tigers. It's uh, yeah, but it's awesome. Um, first, uh, yeah, first episode went great. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this both will uh the first two will be out and uh yeah they've both gone really well super pumped and uh yeah it's awesome now uh we obviously we're gonna give you a lot of love on this show for being the host of lockdown tigers i'm just wondering you know there's a weird separation of church and state here that needs to you know kind of be accounted for i just want are we gonna get the same love on your show or are you gonna be like you know hey um you got if you like this show you should really check out this other show where um you know it's it's even maybe better i don't know absolutely yeah no i uh in, in the first episode i i talk about uh i talk about lockdown red wings and and i i name drop nolan bianchi Ooh. i think twice in there the first go. episode actually so now, I yes the first eight minutes, so i'm still absolutely. working through it busy day <laughs> uh no but so we're all very excited for you. I, I'm going to tell you right now, don't tell me what your numbers are. Cause it's just going to make me jealous. Um, Scotty is an absolute star. Scotty is uh, baseball first. I, I think he um, does a really, really good job of covering all four teams, uh, pro teams in the state. Um, but like you, you follow Scotty on Twitter for a day and you know that he knows more about baseball. He must be like in the 99th percentile of like baseball knowers uh, currently living right now. So, so no matter how good this show possibly can get, like, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be able to top what you know about baseball. Like you are filling in for Chris Castellani. You're taking over for him. I know, you know, I've listened to shows with both of you guys. I, I know both of your baseball knowledges. I think there is no drop off there. I think that this was uh, something that is a long time coming. And I will say, I will put out there, I will ride for you. I will say that I was trying to get this network to hire you long before uh, I was like, all right, dude, yes. just come host Lockdown Red Wings with me because uh, you are going to do fantastic. Very excited for you. Do you feel lonely at all? Are you like, damn, I wish Nolan was here. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You don't think that. I, I, don't I lie don't, to I me. Don't. You're right. You're not. <laughs> um, the, uh, 
I that is that is what I talk about though on um the first segment of of the first episode. I I think it's I just think it's important for like you know people to know who I am, obviously. So I kind of gave a little bit of my background, and yeah, part of that was um that that is when that's when I talk about you, and I was like, yeah, man, like yeah, you know, I uh, Nolan Bianchi at Locked On Red Wings was a huge advocate for me, and and um yeah, the the people that worked for Locked On used the word uh used the phrase pounding his fist on the table for you. That's right, and that's right. Uh, so I, I was like was, Brian Burke with the Sedin Twins. Right. And, That's how and I know, <laughs> I, I know that you, I mean, you even are in, you know, early on before I was brought on to lockdown Red Wings and stuff, you were, you were telling me to brush up on other teams just in case like an <laughs> opening for an, another like non-Detroit, you know, team opened up and stuff. So, um, so yeah, definitely a, uh, that I, like I said, I talk about it. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, definitely a and a definitely a big reason I'm here, and definitely like I said, part of the um, in that when I kind of talk about my my journey to get to hosting Locked On Tigers, that is absolutely a a part that I mentioned. So uh, we like to have a lot of fun on this show. There's three people on it typically. Well, two people on it usually. Three people on it when Ethan's not like busy moving or getting a new dog or just not <laughs> feeling like coming on the. What podcast. an adorable dog, though. You um, know. An adorable dog. Get shot. I I can't I. I can't be mad. I can't. It's an adorable I, dog. I got nothing to say. No words. I was like, for sure, dude, take the rest of the night off. I'll talk to you on Thursday. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's a much different format. Yes. Or, or I guess what can people expect when they tune into lockdown tigers? If, if they're lockdown Red Wings listeners, you know, what's going to be different, what's going to be similar, I guess. Sure. So, uh, so it's just me, which is, which is the biggest difference, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's one host. It's just me. Um, it's already like 50% better <laughs> just, just myself. Um, and, and besides, like, I mean, it's still three segments, still the same amount of airtime. Um, the biggest thing I would say content, like currently, obviously the tigers are in the dog days of summer in 162 game season. Uh, whereas the, you know, the red wings are, are in a, a drier spell of the off season, you know, until we head into, to, the draft and expansion draft and all that stuff. Um, so the, the biggest thing is just like actual, you know, game recaps a lot right now, but as far as like the actual format, it's really a a lot of the same and, uh, and (laughs) a lot of, a lot of like nerd numbers for sure. A lot of, a lot of advanced stats that I've, I've slowly started to, to poison Nolan with. And, uh, you know, we're using, we're using hockey war now and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, a lot, really the, the very similar format, very similar setup, but really the only difference is one's in season and one not, and, and one's just me. And the other one is obviously two to three hosts. Uh, a really exciting time for you to start hosting the Locked On Tigers podcast, obviously with the call-up of Matt Manning towards the end Big of last time. week, he gets his major league debut on Thursday night. I know you touched on that to start today's show. But when you look at, I mean, three out of the five days that you're going to be recording are, are going to be fresh off the start of one of these young arms. Yeah. I guess what insight, uh, you know, expertise do you bring in that regard specifically? Because I think that's something that you and I have had a lot of conversations about where I felt that I've learned a lot from you is hearing you talk about my scoople. Hey, is this a concern? Hey, why is why are they right. handling things like this? And I think you provide a lot of insight into that situation. 
For sure. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that I can tell people, and, and like I said, I, I talked about it in the first episode too, is like, like you said, at the beginning baseball is, is first for me. And I love all of them to death. I love mm-hmm. all four teams in this city to death. And I, I watch all four of them religiously. Um, but baseball is, is first and the tigers are, are kind of on a whole different level than everyone else. And so the one thing that, that I offer in that sense is the fact that um, I've been watching all three of these guys for much longer than I've been in Detroit Tigers uniforms. I, I watched, I have, I have a subscription to, to minor league baseball television where I can watch every single Detroit Tiger affiliated game with, within the organization. So um, I've, I've watched all of Matt, Matt Manning has one D, MLB start. I have watched all nine of his actual starts this year. And, uh, back in 2019, same thing with Mize and Scooble when they were down in double a. So like the, the, that is, that's probably the biggest, just the fact that, I, you know, my, my watching history of these guys did not start when they put on old English D's. It goes from, from, I mean, for, for Mize, it goes back to when he was like a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for, for Manning and Scooble, it's, it's from when they were drafted. So that's, that's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Now uh, we're going to head into segment two, but I want to give you a present first because um, you know, you're obviously going to be by yourself and have to do a lot of ad reads. I'm going to give you practice, allow you to do a, do a test run on today's rock auto and bet online uh, <laughs> ads. How's that sound? That sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Nolan. I I love my present. And uh, with that, I will talk to the folks about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have the computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Ordonia is 0 for 2 in his career against Houston Street. boy all right segment two here at the lockdown red wings podcast no bianchi scotty bentley scotty first day of lockdown tiger dropping today go check that out throw him a subscribe subscribe to this show as well it's the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up you got a new episode waiting for you ready for your morning commute follow us on twitter as well at lo underscore red wings you can follow lockdown tigers just at lockdown tigers i believe correct yes sir at lockdown tigers uh so we are going to talk about in segment two and segment three who has had the more torturous rebuild? Because right now, 
the Red Wings and Tigers are on the upswings of the rebuild. You're starting to see some of the future, starting to see a little things that make you smile again, make you remember why you started watching this team in the first place. Uh, but before that, things were pretty bad for both teams. Uh, and I kind of want to know who had it worse because the, the debate out there is always like, who will be the first contender? I'm sick of that conversation. I want to know who had a worse experience in the rebuild. And I will throw out one thing. I think we should right away throw one thing out the window. And that is the fact that the Tigers did not win a world series uh, prior to the rebuild. I think that's just kind of tilts the scales in an unfair way. Um, and in a way that's not really fair to the, uh, I guess, process of, you know, what, what, what occurred after that. Um, For sure. How do you want to start? So we're just going to kind of throw out like a couple of random categories. I assume at this point, it'll just turn into a full on dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess, where do you, where do you want to start with this? Um, I think a good place to start would be like, do you want to start? Yeah. Like, give me an overview. Rebuild? Give me an, like, give me a summary of the Tigers rebuild in one minute and we'll do a, sure. a compare it to the Red Wings. Sure. Uh, so basically the uh, 2011 through 14 roster uh, in my eyes was one of the best rosters in baseball at the time. I think that the 2013 Tigers specifically that sole season um, I think if you would have asked all the other 29 general managers in the game of baseball, if they would trade their entire roster for our entire roster, all 29 would have said yes. And then the decline started happening. 2014 comes around. We get swept in the first round by the Baltimore Orioles. 2015, pretty much everyone's hurt. That's when Miggy's injury problems start. Um, JD, Kinsler, everyone's really hurt for 15. Um finish at the bottom of the division, if I remember right. Then 2016 was like the one last hurrah. Um, we missed the playoffs by one game because we couldn't beat the Atlanta Braves, who at that time were horrible. Uh, in the they last were shut series. out in the game 162, right? Yeah, it was either 161 or 162, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we literally couldn't beat the – like one of the worst teams in baseball, Atlanta Braves at the time – um, and then 2017, halfway through the season, everyone saw the writing on the wall. This team was not good. The 2016 offseason going into 2017 was supposed to be the or the 2015-16 offseason rather was like the one last hurrah where we spent a ton of money, all the money that we didn't give Max Scherzer. We spent a ton of cash and uh, signed a bunch of free agents to have one last hurrah to try to win a ring before uh, before Mike Illich passed. We go into 2017 um, and yeah, team was not very good and traded, just blew it up, traded everyone that year, went into full rebuild mode. Um, and then, yeah, from 2017, 2017, we lost 98 games, 2018, we lost 98 games, 2019, we lost 114 games. Last year, if in, it was only a 60 game season, but we were on pace to lose 95 games uh, so, so that's five this year. If we win more than 95 games or sorry, lose less than 95 games, um, then that will be the breaking a, a almost half a decade stretch of 95 or more losses. 
Uh, we've traded a lot of people and got nothing in return, spent a lot of bad contracts that, that didn't work out and got nothing in return for those people. Um, and then, yeah, now we're, we're sitting on uh, several top prospects from having, you know, a top five pick in the draft every year, the last four years and, uh, starting to, starting to hopefully tick back up again. So that was a good one minute summary, by the way. Um, I feel like it was way more. <laughs> no, it was like six minutes, but it's okay. Those were unrealistic <laughs> constraints on my part. So the Red Wings, that was a great summary. Thank you very much. Um, they obviously have the 25-year the playoff streak. That comes to an end in 2016. They lose in the first round of the playoffs for the fourth time in five years. Um, so I think what makes this interesting uh, is that the timelines are on a similar – or the – the rebuilds are on a similar timeline in terms of like when they should come to completion, when the team should be contenders again. Uh, the Red Wings are coming off five straight seasons of missing the playoffs. And the four out of the five years before that, they lost in the first round. You could argue that the Red Wings rebuild started before uh, that, you know, 2016 season when they, or that, that 16, 17 season, because they lose to, or they, um, they lose to the Chicago Blackhawks. They're one game away from the Western Conference Final in 2013 after Nick Lidstrom retires. Hey, everything's going to be okay. Um, and they go for it. And they continue to go for it. And, and they're in a predicament that the Penguins are in right now, where you look at your roster and you go, as long as we got Sid Malkin, as long as we got Datsuk and Zetterberg, you got to go for it. And I cannot fault them for that. I truly can't. Yeah, me neither. But I, I, I think that it's funny because I think they're in very similar positions where they've had unnecessarily long rebuilds, but for completely opposite reasons. The Red Wings had an unnecessarily long rebuild in part because of the contracts that they gave out uh, with no move clauses, advocator Erickson, things like that. Yeah. The NMCs but, really, really do. Yeah. yeah. They really uh, do you. Especially when your team is the worst team in the league. Um, yes. And so they don't really make a lot of, a lot of trades. Like they, they're pretty much just like pushing it until Pavel retires and goes over to the KHL. They're pushing it until Hank retires. Um, I guess not in like the last two years, but I digress. They don't trade those guys. Those are your most valuable trade ships. And uh, the Tigers did, they did trade. They, they made, you know, they traded six all-stars in one season. They, they had a fire sale. They got prospects back. The Red Wings, not so much. They they did like kind of in the later years, they got a great return for Tatar. They got a great return for Nyquist. You know, they they got some good returns once they committed to rebuilding. But prior to that, they had not. So they had no draft capital. They had no farm system. And everything was just kind of in shambles because he just let this thing bleed out until it was just like this, this sad corpse laying on the driveway, having the sun beat on it. Sure. And the Red Wing or with the Tigers, there was a hard stop, right? That that day they traded Verlander, that was the day the rebuild started. And yet here they are in the same position. Their top prospects, for the most part, are only guys that they drafted. And you're looking at it and going, how how could this have taken so long? And I think people are more patient with the Red Wings because of that Stanley Cup or the, all those Stanley Cups. I know we said that doesn't factor in, but I, I just think it's interesting how they took two very different routes to getting to where they are, but they're in the exact same position because they yeah. did not get good prospects back. Exactly. Right. I, I think you absolutely nailed. Yeah. The, the, the comparison there, like the Red Wings were really just trying to keep the, 
the playoff streak going for as long as they possibly could. And then it finally was in there like, all right, let's, let's take this out back. But the, the Tigers, like you said, there was a day where they decided we are, we are pressing reset. We are trading everyone. We are trading. uh, We are trading Upton. We are trading JD. We are trading the best pitcher in the history of the franchise. We're trading all these people all at the same time. And we are going into rebuild mode, which I think for the fan base is it was a lot more bittersweet for the Tigers fan base because like you could you you knew what was happening. It wasn't like the Red Wings were was slowly dying. And we were like, oh, like, you know, we might have a little bit of hope. Like, you know, once once the summer rolls around and you're a Wings fan, like, oh, it's the 25th year, we've been bouncing the first round of the year, you know, like that goes out the window once the yeah. puck drops of game one. Like it's like, yeah. screw it. We're the wings. We're going yeah. for it. Right. Like that's, that's, that's a lot different than the hard reset the Tigers had. And yeah, you're absolutely right. The Tigers trade package wise have, have been horrid. I, I mean, they have gotten essentially nothing for at all the people we traded back at that hard reset. I, I mean, we've, we've gotten nearly nothing. We've gotten a, a uh, Multiple Hall of Famers in right Justin We've Verlander gotten, and David Price. Nothing, right? Yeah, Price. Price is, yeah. There, there's a lot. There's there, we traded a lot of people and got Which, uh, and, to, and did not get very much. To Alavila's credit on the price trade, or actually no, that wasn't Alavila. That was Dave Dombrowski. Like two days that before was, he climbed out the bathroom window, correct. and Left everybody. That hanging. was the last trade. He yes, made. he made that okay. trade and then left. And um, literally hours after making, and then there was just never a good trade again until he traded Alex Avila and Justin Wilson and like 2017, 2018 or whenever that was. Yeah. Um, So just interesting. Uh, I don't know who has had, I I, I think they're equal from that standpoint. Uh, Yeah. Let's talk about worst signings slash trades while trying to keep the rebuild alive because we were chopping it up beforehand. Uh, Alfredo Simone is like the name that comes, you know, to the forefront uh, when you're talking about the Tigers. Um, you know, the Red Wings, obviously Franz Nielsen was a really That's bad a one. one. Uh, Eric Cole trading for Eric Cole. Not a very good one. Um, actually, I should have uh, came ready to see what they exactly gave up for those, but you know, Matthias Yanmar, a couple second round picks mm. um, to get leg one and Cole. And then to get Kyle Quincy, they trade Quincy, baby. their first round pick in 2013, 2012. Honestly, uh, I think the greatest tweet in, in Twitter.com <laughs> history was welcome back Q. That's, that's so, yeah. So they tweet, they traded Kyle Quincy for the pick that turned out to be Andre Vasilevsky mm. and uh, in his first game back. So I, we were talking about this before and um I have a tweet from February 23rd, 2012, Kyle Quinty's first game back. He scored. I remember. And I just tweeted, welcome back, Q, with three exclamation points. <laughs> I re- I might retweet it <laughs> before the night's over. I think you might have to. Um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of where it is with the t- or with the Red Wings. Like those are the those are the ones that stand out the most. Uh Nielsen, Quincy, Legwan, Cole. Um, I mean, Eric Cole, like he had a neck problem that was unfortunate. Like he only played like for 11 sure. games for the Red Wings, whatever. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Alfredo Simone, is that is that the worst one for the uh I mean Mike Commodore for the Red Wings, Jordan oh, Tutu, Mike Madonna. Honestly, like the, the Red Wings probably have a, a much longer laundry list just because they had so many years where they were like getting into the playoffs, like right. we're gonna improve, we're gonna get right. better, we're gonna make another run at this. Yeah, so so I think if yeah, if you're going by quantity, the Red Wings, I, I would say comfortably probably have more. Um the Tigers ones are just really bad. Like the yes. ones that like, so Alfredo Simone for Eugenio Suarez and then Suarez two years later hitting 50 home runs in a season. That's obviously a, a really big one. Um, Jordan Zimmerman is the biggest one in yeah. my eyes. Uh, that is, that is uh, the, the 125 min, or the $25 million man, I believe is what I called him. Yes. In a Detroit news uh, game story that I wrote. Uh before the all-star break, or I think it was the first game back after the all-star break against the blue Jays. And I want to say 2019 and he got lit up for like six earned and two and a third or something like that. Um, I feel bad for him. I, I said it earlier, but like that, that was mo- after that game, that was the most dejected I've ever seen in a professional athlete, like face to face. And um, yeah, man, it was like something out of a movie, you know, like a, like what's that um, Kevin Costner movie, the rookie. Like it was something out of like rookie, that movie. Yeah. Like it, it was a moment where like this guy's life was like confirmed falling apart and we're waiting for him, we're waiting for him. We talk to everybody we need to, we go over to Jordan Zimmerman when he comes out of the shower and, uh, and Trevor Thompson just looks at him and goes, well, where do you want to start? And I've just never seen something like, start like that i mean i've been in the lions locker room after a lot of bad losses so i guess i kind of have but like just like it, it being like this man's journey like it wasn't about a baseball game it was about this man's journey uh as a man and as an athlete and i just i'll never forget he's like you know i wish i could throw 95 and have a wipe outsider again but i can't and i'm trying to fix it and i don't know how and i and i keep trying new things and it's not working and it was just like i from that point on, I never made another like Jordan Zimmerman joke again because it was so humanizing, you know, and there's, there's something about uh, a person's pride, like a professional athlete's pride. Like people will be like, Oh, like he doesn't care. He gets the money. He's going to bounce and all this other stuff. I am sure that he would give so much of that back to just drop one point off his ERA. You know what I'm saying? Like he, at that point, if you're making money and not living up to it, it's embarrassing to be making that money. It's not like, Ooh, thank God I got paid. Cause I suck again. It's like, Holy shit. I suck. And people are paying a lot of money for me to suck. And this hurts. For sure. Yeah. Big time. I, I, um, in the early days, it was really easy to pick on them. Right. Just because mm-hmm. it, you know, the team actually had some expectations still. And, and yep. he was obviously supposed to be kind of at the top of that rotation. And yeah, man, by the time, by the time like 2019 rolled around, it was just like it, you really couldn't help but feel bad for him. I mean, it, yeah. it, it got it got really rough really quick. Um, and and like you said, a, a decent part of his decline was really out of his control to an extent. And just just really. And, and look like this is something this is something that when Chris Castellani and I had that conversation about Zerman too. Like, I'm, you can be mad at Zerman all you want. Al Avila gave him the contract. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like 100%. that's 
That's uh, you're not going to not sign on the dotted line to make mm-hmm. 125 million. Oh, I don't know about this guy's right. Like, oh, like... I, I might suck in three years. I don't want to yeah. make people upset. No, someone offers you 120 million dollars. You're signing the dotted line. You'll figure it out later. Like at, at the end of the day, it's Avila's problem. It's it's Avila's uh, it's it's Avila's doing that he was part of the organization. Um, so so that is that's something that that ever since Chris kind of pointed that out that I've always tried to keep in the back of my mind when talking about him, but he's obviously a big I think one. any athlete gets that, get, should sure. have that, like, not benefit of the doubt, but, like, credit. Yeah, know. exactly. And and so so he's, uh, for me, he's, like, the face of, of the rebuild. To be honest, he's, like, the face of, like, the, the depths of, of Tigers baseball. He's in there. Obviously, we mentioned Simone. Mike Pelfrey. Two years, 16 a, million. Yeah. Two years, 16 mil is a, is a bad one. Mark Lowe was a really bad one. He had a like one nine ERA as a closer in Toronto the year before he came to us and then came to us and had a seven ERA. Like that's that. And we gave him like a lot of money as a reliever. Like that's a, that's a brutal one. Um, Justin Upton played, had some hot stretches, had some hot months, played, played fine. Uh, but when we traded him to the angels, we got a, a, couple of prospects and and one of them is literally no longer playing organized baseball anymore like like we got literally nothing for him so yeah there there's the i feel the the red wings have a definitely a longer laundry list but like the the if you're talking quality like versus stinkers quantity, yeah, yeah, yeah right no, like, I like actually, zimmerman and, and simone i think are are maybe unmatched and and especially just because that team was was still advertised as like such a competitive, like this is going to be a deep playoff team in a, in a postseason where, you know, a lot less teams make the playoffs in baseball than hockey as well, versus like, Oh, we're going to try to sneak in as the seven and then get swept in the first, but the streets yeah. still alive. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to read another ad while I go to the bathroom and then we'll sure, man. Yeah. I would, I would love nothing. Perfect. I, I had a feeling you would. So, um, <laughs> I'll be right back and uh, enjoy Scott. <laughs> well, while, while Nolan is uh, going to the bathroom, let's take a, t- a time out here and talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the news Odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, puck drop, tip off, whatever it is, go over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get into the game as teams go deeper into the postseason, especially in the NHL and NBA. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Driven in the air toward left field. That ball is deep. That ball is way back. All right, before he comes back, everyone, uh, I'm going to retweet Nolan's tweet about uh, 
about welcome back Q when Quincy came back. So uh, everyone just like like and retweet it for no reason. He'll get really confused. Okay, it'll be on my Twitter at Bentley Scotty. Okay, he's coming back. Everybody quiet. Hello. What's up, man? How'd it go? It went great. Yeah, it was, it was bet online. It was solid. Good, you know? good. Yeah, All right. It was really good. <clears throat> Segment three here at Lockdown Red Wings. So just thinking, uh, this might have to turn into a two-parter. Like, I, I'm going to talk about this for a long time. I think what might end up happening is we might, like, I might just chop off, like, the last half hour of this episode, and then we can throw it up as, like, a bonus Saturday episode. I don't know. We'll see. But I have a feeling we're just getting started on this. Um because like the Red Wings and Tigers, uh, it's so tough. Like the Tigers were like my, when I could use the internet, they were my favorite team. You know, when I could use sure. the internet limitlessly, uh, sure. they were my favorite team. The Red Wings, obviously, you know, they're my favorite team growing up, but like being 10 years old and watching Maglio hit that home run, just like, I cried. I cried bonded so me hard. to that team for life and like no like the history behind and like how bad they were and like all that other stuff. Like as Red Wings fans, we were born with silver spoons in our mouth. It was not the case as as Tigers fans. And um I think just like what they did and accomplished in that era coupled with the fact that the city was going through maybe one of its worst periods ever and declaring for bankruptcy and things like that. The economy was terrible. Um, and just what that team meant to the city. And like, what, to me personally, like they, I love the Red Wings. I really do. But like those 2013 Tiger, that, that might be my favorite sports team. That, that might be my favorite Detroit team ever. And I'm, that's probably not true. Like if, if I made a true case for like the 08 Red Wings, I think they could probably still <laughs> yes, take I the cake imagine, and yeah. the same thing for the 04 Pistons though, but because each of them were different yeah, in their own true. ways, they had their own character and it, they're like children. Like, how do you pick a favorite? Even though in the back of your mind, you know, you do have a favorite. Um, and, and for those years, for that stretch, when the Red Wings were kind of starting to be on the decline and I had access to, you know, watch highlights all the time and, and go on stats websites. Like I was Tigers first and um, watching everything fall apart the way it did was, was crazy. But, and, and I also have like a, a supreme wealth of knowledge of that era. Like if you ask me anything about like the last four seasons, I couldn't tell you, I showed up to cover a game once in 2019. Um, if any future uh, prospective employers are out there, please this is a satire. And I just, I didn't look up the roster and I didn't know a single person on the tigers, like not a single one. I couldn't name a single person in their starting rotation. Oh. I didn't know. I, I was so dejected by the way that it all came to an end. Like I said, Dave Dombrowski climbing out of the bathroom window uh, at the middle of dinner. Like it, it just, it, I was disgusted. I was sad. I was like, I couldn't do it, but like, I, but I can speak on it. So, uh, where, where should we go from here? Because the worst season one, I, I think, is staring us right in the face. I don't know how you differentiate the 2019 Tigers from the 2019-20 Red Wings because they are both like, bad. like unprecedented for their era. Um, yes. But I guess I'll let you make start with the case for the, the – Sure. So so the crazy part is is I am – I am like we are not that old, right? Yeah. We're, we're in our 20s. We're not that old. 
we have been alive to see our favorite baseball team lose 114 or more games twice in our lives. And we are in our twenties. That is, I mean, that's wild. You know, that's wild. Um, so the, the 2019 Tigers, the big comparison, obviously, is always who's worse, 2019 or 03, when we lost 119 games and went on a massive win streak at the end of the season to avoid losing 120, which is honestly, it's one of the reasons I love this team so much. Just it's one of it's the many right reasons. out of a, it's it's, a storybook ending. It's literally, man. Yeah. It's, it's li- like watching, <laughs> and we, one of the games was a, was a, Drop third strike pass ball steal home. Like, come on. Like, yeah. like just just incredible. So Alex, a oh bad Alex just incredible. Great names on that team. 2019. The th- the difference between those two teams, the 2019 Tigers actually had relatively serviceable pitching. Now, I'm not saying they were good, I'm not saying they were average, they were not even really below average. But they weren't like, oh, my gosh, this is one of the worst rotations I've ever laid my eyes on. They, they were tor- in the bottom of the league, but they weren't 30th, right? They, they, were, they were like a mid-high 20s even if you're looking at starting rotation. Like Matt Boyd had a really good year in 2019, should have traded him. Uh, Michael Fulmer, before he got hurt, actually had a pretty decent – like Castellanos was on the team for a little bit, but then we traded him. Shane Green was on the team for the first half of the season. Like that, that – that team had some players on it for the first half. And, and again, specifically the pitching was not horrible. The offense for the 2019 Tigers is one of the worst things you will ever see in your life. And the 03 Tigers were the exact opposite. Demetri Young actually had a really good all-star level, like one of the better hitters in baseball season in 03. And uh, they actually had some decent hitters on that team, whereas the pitching staff was was – like Mike Maroth was the ace and lost 20 games. Like that's, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So I think what was Bonnerman, the ace on the, he was, he was the ace by 06, but well, Mike Maroth, but yeah. 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 Um, Bondo was, it's crazy how, but I could do a whole half hour on Jeremy Bonnerman alone. He fascinates the hell out of me. He's, he is a fascinating person. Um, Just the name alone, Jeremy Bonnerman. Yeah, man. He, he was 23 in 06 or like 22 or something. Like he That's was a crazy. kid. And yeah, then like yeah. was out of baseball before 30. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so the 2019 Tigers just had no offense. And by the end, by the second half of the season, we no longer had Castellanos. We traded. The, like one of the only bats who was having a really good year. And then we actually, to the team's, I'm not going to say credit, but but to no fault of the team, actually had quite a few injuries as well. And that's when you're seeing like Dewell Lugo, who was one of the guys we got for J.D. Martinez, who was absolutely horrible and will never step foot on a Major League Baseball field ever again. He was batting like like fifth. In some of the lineups, like if you just want to go down a trip down memory lane and just look at 2019 Tigers box scores and just look at lineups, it is unreal. It is so it is is ridiculous. So I yeah, it's just not very good pitching paired with a historically horrible offense and in an era where the ball was still juiced and more (laughs) home runs and runs were being hit 
more runs were being scored in baseball than any other era and year in the history of the sport. And you have the Detroit Tigers who are setting records for horrible offense, truly just icing on top of the cake when you consider the era as well. Here's why I would argue that the Red Wings 1920 season was worse. And I'm only saying this in terms of worse for fan experience, you know, worse for like, watching every game and we're going to take out we're, we're going to take out the fact that the tigers played double the amount of games to the red wings yeah that's i think like on control. a game to game basis watching the red wings was worse than watching uh that uh, actually actually i'm going to go back and forth on this watching the red wings on a nightly basis was really tough because in hockey when your whole team stinks and it's I, I would I would argue that it's a worse experience than in baseball because baseball it's a series of one on one matchups you know that's when you just watch the Red Wings last season and like watch a group of people be jointly incompetent at the level that they were I think that is just way way worse because there's no stoppage in play you're just watching them run around like assholes you know like and it's just like. It's so infuriating and you can, you can tune out things for three, four pitches of an at bat. You can, you can, you can tune that. You can get a little depressed when you get that guy on first base. Cause you know, he's not coming around, whatever. But I think just like as a whole, like Giovanni Smith, not being able to celebrate for the first like two goals of his career because they were losing by seven goals. And in, in both of them is, is crazy. And um, I, I think just because of the continuity of the game itself, I would say that last season was worse for the Red Wings, but here's where I will give uh, a carrot to the Tigers because I think the thing that made last year's Red Wings team tolerable was that there are are guys on the team that either you hope are going to be their part of the future. You know, they're going to be part of the future guys like Larkin guys like Bertuzzi. Um, And with the Tigers, like the last three years, there was no point in watching that team. It wasn't like, Oh, I want to see this guy play today because, and I think that's why it fell off so hard is because there was none of that. Nick Castellanos was like the only guy who was like, Oh, I hope Nick Castellanos does well because I hope he's a part of this team for a long time. And don't even get me started on the treatment of Nick Castellanos. The only Detroit super Nick Castellanos and Matthew Stafford are the only Detroit superstars. Well, superstar is a really generous word for Nick Castellanos, but I digress. Um, (laughs) Who were like, Hey, we suck. I don't care. I love it here. Please. I'd like to get something done. And he made one comment about the ballpark being big on his way out. And now like half yep. the Tigers fan base hates Nick Castellanos. Yep. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, but I think because of those years, like, like every game you're like, literally, why am I watching this? We're just in a holding pattern waiting for, for sure. other guys to get here and, and, and play there. There was not a single person who you're like, Oh, I hope this guy turns into something. Right. Yeah, no, that that's definitely the biggest gripe with, or the biggest argument for the 2019 Tigers is that no one on the team was part of the future, especially once Michael Fulmer got hurt. Okay. Our, our guy who won rookie of the year, the one guy that is supposed to be part of the future now needs Tommy John. We trade Shane Green and Nick Castellanos away. Um, Matt Boyd, we don't trade for some reason, but that, that was stupid. We should have. And then, uh, I mean, and then, yeah, like, right. And then you're, you're left with, you're left with a team where where John Hicks is batting cleanup. Yeah. And that's 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 wild. John mm-hmm. Hicks does not play baseball anymore. 
two years ago, he batted cleanup for a major league <laughs> baseball team. That is absurd. The, the My favorite stat, right? The 2019, do you know who led the 2019 Tigers in home runs? Ooh, um, can I have a hint? Jacoby Jones. No, he plays in Korea now, I believe. Oh, I have no idea. Rod Allen. Yeah, that's actually a decent guess. Um, Brandon Dixon Ooh, was the 2019 Dixon. home run leader. And I want to say he, he had somewhere between like 11 and 15 home runs um, or like 10 and 15. it was not a lot. I think it was 11. Um, well, you know, it was a it was a it was a COVID shortened season, right? 19? Oh, no, no this was sadly, 162 games. So, like, that's the crazy thing is, yeah, again, really in bad. an era where – in an era where more home runs were being hit than literally any season in baseball history, and our team leader had, like, 11 home runs. And, and and yeah, it, and it was Brandon Dixon. Like, that's that's just and, – and like you said, it, there's no – no one on this team that when you were watching it, except for Jamer Candelario, that was pretty much it. And, 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 and Jacoby Jones, you know, when at the time you were kind of thinking maybe, maybe uh, some people might've been, some, some people might've been, uh, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was, man, it, it was really just, just like Jamer. And then like, I guess be, once we didn't trade Matt Boyd, you were like, all right, well, I hope he does well now, I guess, because apparently he's going to be here for a while. Like it, it just, there was no one. Hicks was batting cleanup, bro. Like that is, that is unfathomable. And you're right. You're right with the Red Wings in the sense that, you know, just with the way hockey is played, like you just got to watch the awfulness. It's, it's the, There's uh, no break it's, from it's it. It's the curb your enthusiasm theme for 60 straight minutes. Right. You know, right. There's no, there's no break from it. Um, but, but the, just the inability of having any personal, like, oh my gosh, I hope this dude does well tonight, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like there was a point where I was heavily rooting and invested in Dewell Lugo. And like, I think back on yeah. that and I'm like, damn, how miserable and yeah. down bad must I have been to been that invested in him? Because we had no one else on the team that was even remotely like, oh, this guy might be here for a while. It's like being super stoked about like Matt Pumple. You know, right, right. Uh, that is yes. I feel like we still have a lot of stuff to say. What do you think? Yeah. Do you want to pick this up on Saturday? Sure. I'm All down. Right. All right. We're going to run this as a part two on Saturday, a little Saturday special. So it'll be a bonus episode for you guys. You're not missing out on anything. Bonus. Uh, a little bony episode. Um, I don't think we've ever done six episodes in a, in a week. So this will be a new record for us. Um, yeah. So we're going to, we're going to pick this back up next Saturday. We're going to keep talking. So we're going to stay in the flow of conversation. Um, all right. So we will be back tomorrow. We're looking at Cole Sillinger and Brant Clark with Tony Ferrari on Thursday. We're going to have scouching on to look at Carson Lambos and uh, Zachary LaRue, I believe. Shit. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that is right. Okay. Yes. Uh that was the fourth take, by the way. A little, a little, <laughs> little inside baseball here for you. I messed it up four times. Uh, and so subscribe. Make sure that's waiting for you each, uh, each morning when you wake up. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Revings. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings. 
and your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.